There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. I spent four years in San Francisco. The Brown and Crouppen Morning After. KPN-TFM HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. Presented to you by Brandon Crouppen, 8 o'clock hour here. Happy Valentine's Day, Doug. Well, and same to yous. Yeah. Love is in the air. All the love going on around here. We love to see that. We love to feel the love. Iggy got a lovely rose and a card from Lauren for Valentine's Day. I feel like the card was a reminder that she's married. <laughs> I think a, I know that. There's a picture of her and her husband. It's like, I'm married over here. Oh, man. This is a banger. Good play, KG. It's from Hoosier Dabby. Hot Hoosier. Track. That's from Zach's Wife Gummy. This song brings back memories of the after party at the Stratford Inn after the 01 Vianney Father Sundance. It's from Eric in the Central West End and used to play Native American Ball with his father. Was that Seal who sang that? Yeah. It is. Kissed by a Rose. Yep. Yep. Heidi yep. Klum. Perfect, perfect Valentine's Day song. It's for, again, positivity and love is the right. theme of today's show. That's your show. theme today, isn't That's it? That's the theme today. I'm trying to make it the theme for the week, but, you know. We what are you doing so for far. Valentine's Day, Doug? I don't know that I'm doing much of anything. Oh. What not romantic? Doing? Probably not. What are you doing? Uh, having dinner in. Ooh. Got a nice nice meal planned. Bill. What sort of meal you got planned? Oh, we're going to do... I'm going to have a filet. You hear that wee, Doug? Yeah. Uh, there was a wee. I'm going to have a filet. Uh... My guest is going to have a ribeye. Guest? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Bacon-wrapped shrimp. Oh. Oh, really? We're going cheesy shrimp and grits. And you're cooking all this? I am. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Little stud. Caesar salad, and for dessert, a red velvet gooey butter cake. Oh, you made that too? I'm going to. You're going to make the whole cake from scratch? Yeah. 
This anyway, guy. This guy got a whole project to do this afternoon. I don't know if you've heard, but I used to have quite a popular cooking show, Doug. I know my way around the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I guess you do. Certified lover boy over here. And from working at a restaurant, too, you probably pick up some tips. Sure, sure. What's the best tip you could share with the casual? Do the oh, dishes oh. as you go. Yes, yeah. And I, I have a dishwasher, but I'm a do-the-dishes-by-hand kind of guy. Yeah. It's just so much quicker and yeah. So much done. faster. And you don't have to, like, when you have a dishwasher, you like, almost have to clean them again once they're done. You got to dry them anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. So at a certain point. Iggy, you're the, you're, you're the romantic in this, uh, in this studio. Me? Well... Just over the years, I'd say body of work, hashtag body He's of work. A damn Don Juan. Let's say that you were courting a woman tonight on Valentine's Day. What would be your would be your go to? Uh do I have money? Let's operate yeah, under this, the assumption so. that you have enough money for dinner. Uh I'd probably take her to Olive and Oak. Good play. It's a great play. Nice bottle of wine. Dover Soul. Dover Soul's for Hoosiers. Take it back, Doug. Well, you're getting the uh, Hoosier Dover Soul tonight. Oh, I am. Yeah, they didn't have uh, any Dover Soul, so I'm getting flounder. Hmm. I'm getting stuffed flounder. I'm going to get some crab meat with it. I'm going to do a stuffed flounder for you tomorrow. Oh, fabulous. So you're my Valentine, Doug. Uh, oh, Mind so if cute. you lay your love on my butt. Oh, that's nothing to say to another gentleman. That song makes me want to feel Doug's love deep in my mud hole. Happy Valentine's hey. Day, boys. That's from Wif- Wispy McTufterson. Yeah. And speaking of Wispy McTufterson, Doug, on Valentine's Day today, uh, you know, last Valentine's Day, your hair was in a much different place as mm-hmm. we as we fast forward to this Valentine's Day 2024. That cloth has got verticality, it's got thickness, and there's tufts of plenty. I'm not sure where that hair even was last Valentine's. Down the drain somewhere, I guess. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the rearview mirror now, because look at that head now, baby. Yeah, thanks to Dr. Polinga and Greg Kryling of St. Louis Hair Restoration, I've got a full tuft of head. Oh, boy, howdy do you ever. Full tuft of head. We're, we're closing in on a year. I mean, you know, a couple months ago. But June was when I had a yeah, and that, yeah. if this is what it looks like in February, I can't wait to see yeah, what it looks I'm like Yeah, I'm about in June. seven months out now, and I think you can see on YouTube that I've got the I got the hairline that I had in high school at this point. It's amazing what they can do. It's not, it's not I wonder if it's going to work for me. It works. They know how it works. They've got the science down, and whatever they do, for me, they did the FUE procedure. That's where they uh, take some hair grafts from the side and back of your head and put it wherever you're thin, and it grows. It's not... Gee, I, I wonder if I'm going to get hair to grow. It does. You can see the before and after pictures on their website at stlouishairrestoration.com. Some of the before and afters are just incredible. You think it's a different person. Unbelievable. You're a prime example, man. You're a very prime example. Your hair looks unbelievable right now. Not to say it was terrible before. I'm just saying was, right now. It was pretty rough. It was just you had a, a lot of room up on the forehead. Yeah. Uh, it was often called a five head, which I thought was unfair. I, I still have a five head. I've uh, always had a huge You've had a big forehead, but yeah. the hairline has dropped significantly. You can kind of see actually where the new hair has kind of come in. I had kind of half a head of hair. Right, and now, I Which mean, is frustrating because no one else in the Vaughn family anywhere is bald. Yeah. Nobody. I know. F- Older I, brother, father, nobody you, lost your, any Your children hair. have unbelievable heads of hair. They have got, oh, got thick hair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I'm don't the know same way. Came from. I'm the only one. If there was something environmental that I was uh, subjected to that, that caused it, I, I don't know. You and I are one and the same, Doug, because I was in the same situation, but yeah. now I'm going up with St. Louis Hair Restoration. Whatever got, the problem is, they have a solution for you. Right. So it might be something like Doug where an mm-hmm. FUE procedure might be necessary. Or like for me, it's a, it's a finasteride. It's just a, the generic form of Propecia. Super easy. I actually had called them yesterday dealing with my... Uh, 
prescription. They were very helpful, helping me out. Super awesome. They're wonderful people over there. They can really help you out with whatever si- your situation is. And a little laser cap they wear. To look at your hair, you wouldn't think that you have any concern at all. I know. And I, that, that is because of St. Louis Hair Restoration. If this was a year ago again, last Valentine's Day, you know. Let me see the crown now. Full head of hair. Yeah, look at me now, baby. Crown. So you, as of now, you're yeah, not going to yeah. need any kind of surgical procedure. That's what I'm talking about. So you go in there, you take care of it early. If you're someone who's like in my shoes, we, I know we have plenty of younger listeners. You might look in the mirror and say, oh boy, I've kind of been lying to myself and saying mm-hmm. I'm not losing it. And that's okay. I and mean, if it gives you anxiety or it makes you a little self-conscious, totally natural. But you go into St. Louis Hair Restoration. They'll give you a free hair consultation. They'll look at your head and tell you what the next best step for you is. And if you go through with that hair treatment and you mention TMA, $250 off a hair treatment. Just by saying those three magical little words, TMA gets a $250 off of a hair treatment with our friends over at St. Louis Hair Restoration. I can't Go imagine anybody has this done and says, gee, I wish I hadn't had that done. Right, I right. wish I didn't have a better head of hair. Totally. And I think something that we haven't talked about as much, but I think needs to be said is like, I remember when you and I went in for our, our first meetings and our mm-hmm. consultations, they walked you through every th- single step of the process so that you weren't like totally confused on what's going to happen. They mm-hmm. were telling you step by step what's going to happen, uh, what the recovery is going to look like, what the actual procedure is like. And I wasn't there obviously for your procedure, but I assume it was the same way where they're always walking you through. It's super, super helpful. Yeah. And they're patients of their own product. These guys have done it. Mm-hmm. So they've been in your shoes before and now they've been, uh, they've done the procedure and they look great and it's awesome. So go check out St. Louis Hair Restoration if you have any issues with your head. And if you got some issues with, uh, with, your, with your pro golf watching, we can take care of that right now because it's time for the Munganast Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown. Okay. Iggy won last week at the uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open, so he gets the box. Iggy, your first pick, if you would, sir. Um, as I said, you have to get down in the 7,000s. Um, he's been playing well. He's, he's close. He's a very good striker of the golf ball. You got to put it in the fairway. Don't say he's a good striker of the golf ball. You got to put it in the fairway here. That doesn't mean you know golf to say someone is a good striker of the golf ball. They're all good strikers of the golf ball. What if I say golfing ball? No, left and right, left and right, left and right. Need a guy to put in the fairway. There isn't hardly anybody out there who's left and right, Uh, left and right. If his putting comes around this week, I think we're good. But uh, going with Harris English because he's a good striker of the golf ball. That is such word salad. Did you even watch him last week, Doug? I don't have to watch to he know that he's a, the ball he's a the good striker place. of the golf Professional golfer. I assume that he's a good striker of the golf ball. Not all of them are. It's yeah. like saying a baseball player is a good thrower of the baseball. I mean, he's getting close. I mean, other than the uh, at Pebble Beach where he finished 76th, week before that a 64th at Farmers, but he's got a 28, 14, 10, 17. Who is that name again? I'm sorry, I'm old Harris English. Harris, Harris English. English. Uh, KG, can you say your, because you came in second last week. Doug, unfortunately, had Lucas Glover, who missed his tee time. Yeah. That was a real shame. Yeah, I'm going to start with a guy that I think for this week is just too cheap for how he's been playing. I don't, you know, I got to get him at this price. Oh, do you? He ranks 14th in the field, strokes gained putting over his last 36 rounds, and I just, I think he's going to have a great week. I'm going Bo Hostler. Bo, oh. the Bo Show. Hostler. They call him the Bo Show. Okay. Didn't his, was his U.S. Open when he was a kid, was that at Riviera? When he a good question. Well? When he was at Texas? Yeah. And he, well, he don't think he was in college yet. Really? He was like 15 years old, and everybody was focused on his hot mom. I was going to say, wasn't he the one with the mom? Yeah, hot mom. Out there? But I, th- I thought it was at Riviera. I could be wrong. KG, if you could, uh, so this is a part of Plowhawk's I duties. I could, I could do mine at the end if it would go faster. No, no, no. I got it. No. no. 
This is fine. Okay. All right, shake them up. Shake them, put them over here, and I'll reach in there. Get your try hand to, in there, Doug. Try to get one. Yeah, grab four and just pick one. Uh, just pick one here. Who did I get? Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, Tommy, Tommy Fleet, Fleetwood. Fleet. Tommy Fleetwood. He's going to cost you 8800 Doug. Okay. That's a good pick to start off. Iggs, your next pick. Uh, we're going to stay in the sevens, exactly 7100 And this is my iffy pick. Uh, I'm taking a shot. He's either good or bad. Uh, he had a terrible time. He's either good or bad, Doug. Well, I mean, oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's taking my IP. Yeah, he's bad. either playing well or he just sucks badly. High ceiling, low floor. Yeah, he uh, played bad over Who in uh, Saudi Arabia in the uh, Abu Dhabis. He missed two cuts What's over there. What's his name? Uh, I'm going to go with the bastard. Oh, Seb Straka. Who is going to be the first listener to... Uh, Tweet at uh, Seth Strock and say, "Hey, he just called you a bastard, man." Someone I think they can do that, and that might fall on deaf ears. To be frank with you, yeah. Well, we—it's—it's it's a term of endearment. Ah, that bastard Straka. I think it was just like I don't know. Someone called him that on the text line or something, and it, yeah. Doug really got a kick mm-hmm. out of it, so he just kept calling him the mm-hmm. bastard, Seth Straka. Well, they'll take it all out of context. Hey, he called you a bastard, man. He's a terrible human being. Have at it, KG. Your pick. Yeah, for my second guy. Uh, I really like this guy, Doug, because he has that, like, dangerous combo of having, like, an elite iron game and also, like, a great short game. Oh, does he have yeah. a good game? He yeah. had, uh, Imagine that as a professional player. Doug, he's got four top 11 finishes at Riviera since 2015. Okay, now you're getting into more, more of the meat of the analysis. And he tied for 22nd last week at the, at the Phoenix Open. Well, what would his name be? Uh, Hideki Matsuyama. Okay, Matsuyama. Decky, former Masters champion. Uh, all right, the box, please. Put your hand in my box, Doug. Mm, that's the Yama. Okay. I'm going to try to get a guy who is a good hitter of the golf ball. Now it's a golfing ball, please. Okay. I've got one here. Xander Shoffley. Oh, X Ooh. going to give it to you. X uh, going to give it to you. You're going to have trouble later on in your picks. Uh, he's got uh, his average remaining player salary is 7700 so he's got some room. Certainly top-heavy to start, but... Yeah. Uh, again, Doug, somebody's going to put it in the fairway at this course. Oh, yeah. Um, just a, uh, it's, it's Well, you uh, wouldn't want someone who's going to put it in the, in the rough or it's in the a woods. Class, it's a classic old course. It's not tricked up. Mm-hmm. It's right in front of you. What you see is what you get. <laughs> the course is right in front of you. Yeah, I just need a guy who's going to put it in the fairway, and uh, if his putting comes around, he's going to be dangerous this week. I'm going with Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. And then you've had fantasies about that gentleman, no? Good-looking dude. No, no denying. So is Doug. Uh, KG, your selection, if you could, sir. You know, I, I had some things I wanted to say about this guy, but Iggy kind of took the words right out of my mouth there, and my main thing is he's just he's hot as hell. Yeah. I also have Adam Scott. Nice, nice, nice. Because he's hot? And that accent. Yeah, Aussie. He's an Australian yeah. guy. It is hot. It is hot to have an Australian. A, he made a little run last week at the Phoenix Open. Is that right? I didn't yeah. catch much of it. Uh, the box, please. If I could get the box... Please. Okay. Ooh, you're gonna like this. One. I have one. Tom Hogue. Tom Hogue. Tom Hogue. Uh, any, any thoughts on Tom? What Hogue? do you like about him, Doug? Sixty-seven hundred. So that certainly well, works. Well, he's for the a guy pricing. who will show up for his tea time. <laughs> and I didn't get Friend. that out of the players last week. <laughs> Is so it Hogue or Hoagie? Thing. I've always forget. There's an E at the end. I think it's Hogue, though. I could be wrong. I uh, think you're probably right. Yeah, he's. Uh... He shows up, I the mean, alarm goes off. I mean, he, he made it the signature he event. He's top 30 last year, so, yeah. you know, to get him at 6,000, that's a good pick by year. I'm just looking by for year. promptness. 
And it's the guy a, who shows up. God, pray yeah, for problems. You just need yeah. somebody that can tell time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Iggs, your pick, please. Now we go with the three big guns. You know, I, yeah. I put those 7,000s in there. Now i got a little little room to work, Doug. We're going to start at uh, 9,100. Um, good price on him. He's he's right there. He's he's going oh, to win soon. We'll write it down. Uh, I think he's got like uh, seven straight top tens. Hey, who would it be? Uh, JT. Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. Okay. Justin Thomas. So you got a Georgia Bulldog and an Alabama Crimson Tide on your team with Sepp Straka and Justin Thomas. Yeah, here's his last. Uh, I think that will... Here's his last six tournaments. Oh, we don't need to know his last six. Five. This is post pick analysis. Five, four, three, three, six, twelve. Stop it. Five, four, three, okay, three, don't six, need to 12. know that. His last six tournaments. Don't need it. KG, who'd you pick? Can we speed this <laughs> up a little bit? I mean, this is the danger in having just two elite fantasy golf minds like me and Iggy in the same You're contest. picking him again? Yeah. Oh, I just, wow. I love the way he's been playing. Okay. And I'm going to go with JT as well. Nice. Okay. Justin Thomas on the board two times, two times. All right. Uh, Doug, the box yes, is coming like to, to you. Pick. It's coming to you hot. Okay, I'll try to speed this thing up a little bit. Take your time. <laughs> Russell Henley. Oh, the hen man. Yeah. Okay, no explanation needed. I'm not going to read you his last 15 finishes. <laughs> where does he rank in putting? I don't know where he ranks. Iggy, who do you got? Who's your fifth player? I think you like him because of his tee the green numbers. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw out Pebble Beach. Um, there's a lot going on at Pebble Beach, okay. so I'm throwing that out. Yeah. But his last four tournaments, 6-3-6. Don't need to know the last ones. Just six, tell three, six, us nine. who you picked. 914, eh? JT's good friend, Jordan Spieth. Jordan okay. Spieth. I like to see those two good friends be in a playoff. Oh, yeah. Well, Texas action Wonderful up in there. friends. KG, your selection, sir. This guy just been on an absolute heater last week. Three straight top tens, Doug. Really? How do you feel about that? That's fine. Uh, and he's gained nine... Strokes T to green. There's that T to green number. In Phoenix. Okay. And I think Iggy had this guy last be? week, and he just, he he dominated. I think that helped him beat me. Can you just tell us the name? Sam Burns. Sam Burns. Okay. Thank I took you. him out of my lineup this week and changed him. Don't care. He has been playing well. Don't care. Yeah. You know who I had the week before? Don't who, know or who care. Played well, who cost me money is Nick Taylor. Eh, I'm going to okay. win this week. Iggy doesn't have me. Chris Kirk. I think these guys look and see who I have, and then they... Yeah, oh, yeah. Everyone's concerned who you it's have. It's like Luke List <laughs> last week. Uh, can you week. give us the last name, please? Luke List last week. Got to the 18th hole, and his caddy goes, Hey, I just checked out uh, the morning after Iggy picked you. I'm going to make a bogey and miss the cut. Mm-hmm. Idiot. Uh, and my final player, Doug, um, <sighs> just is probably the best striker of the golf ball on tour. Sure, That's striker of the golf ball. That's all I need is best striker yeah, of the best golf ball on tour. He flushes it, right. Doug. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's going to hit fairways this week. Uh, short game is swing right. and miss, I've noticed. <laughs> I, just, he, I just need him to be able to putt. <laughs> Who is it? I need him to be able to putt on Give us the po. name. Uh, a lot of guys can't putt on Poe. Stop babbling and give us the name. Uh, Colin Morikawa. Thank you. And I think oh, I think, uh, I think uh, KG's got him, too. We pretty much got the same He's team. Got we got three guys different. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, when I was doing my research, Doug, I just... I could tell that Colin just saves his best golf for the West Coast. You know really? that. Yeah. He's a West Coast guy. Uh, four out of four in cuts at Riviera. <laughs> a couple of top six finishes. Uh-huh. And he didn't play last week, so I no. think his ownership's going to be a little low. And he's well-rested. Well-rested. Great shape. Swinging free and easy. I'm sure the, all Morikawa. the others are really tired. <laughs> you got Morikawa also. Okay. 
I hope lady's cute as a button too. Who's not right? tired? Yeah, well, that's why I almost picked Homa because oh, did he didn't make the cut last week. He didn't have to go through all those delays and okay. twenty-seven holes in one day. Fascinating. <laughs> oh, let's see who I picked. Adam Hadwin. Hadwin. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Cost me last week. He missed the cut. Okay. All right, Doug. Okay. You are in yeah, there under that the fifty thousand mark, and uh, those are our lineups. So uh, they're in, and I thought that went real. I thought that was real rat-a-tat-tat. It wasn't that was rat-a-tat-tat. It should be. It could be, but no. Yeah, our listeners play, too, and they like to listen to our insights. Yes, they, don't. they do. They don't. They desperately need it, actually. you picking out of a box and yelling. <laughs> well, then you don't understand pitching, and that's okay. Say that again. I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Yeah, you don't understand golf. <laughs> but you do, and that's why you... You've gotten That's rich over these you. golf picks. Beating your ass you you're beating last someone week, who picks with his eyes closed, and you're barely beating him. Iggy, have you some ca- years you've lost. Have you cashed this year, Iggy? Yes, he uh, cashed last week. I oh, no, he did not cash I've last cashed week. two or three weeks, then you cashed one week. Doug's yeah. the only one who hasn't cashed. Doug did cash the first week. I yes. remember that. Oh, we've all cashed at least once. Yeah. We're, we're not doing terrible. I mean, we're don't get me wrong. We're losing money. There's no doubt not about much. that. Uh, yeah, but losing money nonetheless. We haven't doing yet. all this research, we claiming to have yet, such knowledge, losing money for the children. When me and KG win, we got to cover your ass because you never cash. Yes, I did cash once. Doesn't KG kind of look like uh, Pat McAfee when he stands up and does the bit. program? Hey, he's kind of got the he got yeah. a similar build. Uh-huh. His nips are showing, which is really lovely. Yeah, you like to show off your nips. You want to see him? We're at 5K. Oh. <laughs> uh, yesterday, Doug, uh, I saw oh. lo- there was a lot of hubbub about it. Josh Ennis, who's filling in for Tim and I, me and Tim, filling in for me and Tim on uh, Balloon Party. And uh, yesterday, he kind of pulled up his shirt and showed off his nips. He did? Yeah, he showed There's off his nudity nips. nudity on the radio now? Uh, I, I mean, light male nudity, light which is always male. appreciated. And uh, yeah, so he showed Dogs. off the nips. He's threatening to over there. Yeah, I know. I'm ready for it. But uh, maybe the listeners aren't. So maybe What did we'll you do to those. get ready for it? Uh, tuck. <laughs> Can I give some people a word of advice? Yeah, let's sure, a natural you. segue. Um, you know, I, I always go through my Facebook birthdays to see whose birthday it is and, you know, <laughs> wish people happy birthday. Yesterday was Craig Betts' birthday. Hey, Craig Betts. Oh, happy yes. Glenn Betts, yours. A perfect time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and hit it, and then I'll redo this. I'll continue after it, but I think yeah. it's time to talk about it. Well, perfect uh, time, because today is, of course, Valentine's Day, and what's a better gift on Valentine's Day for your significant other than a little jewelry? And if you're going to get some, I would suggest checking out Glenn Betts Jewelers. Well, sure, you should have done Glenn it Betts Jewelers in business in St. Louis <laughs> since 1941, operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. That's Craig and David Betts, just really good people and loyal listeners of TMA. They are located, well, online at glenbettsjewelers.com and located one mile east to 270 on Manchester in De Pere. You pull up to the store, plenty of parking right behind there, and then you walk in and you are going to work with people who've been working there for a number of years, and they get to know your likes, your lifestyle, and who and what you love. Those are the three L's. It's Craig Betts and David Betts and their wonderful staff at Glenn Betts Jewelers, located one mile east of 270 on Manchester in De Pere, online at glennbettsjewelers.com. In the jewelry business, there is good, better, and then there is Betts. glennbettsjewelers.com.
There it is. So, so you were saying something. I apologize, and so are you again. I get to. I was like, get to everybody here. It's right. not too late, but you probably should have taken care of this yesterday or the day before. Right. With right. Best sure. Right. Well, Although if you go today, they'll still take care of you. Sure. sure. Some, Some people wait until the last minute, and then oh, I forgot Valentine's Day, and go to Best Jewelers. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was saying is that uh, you know I always check birthdays every day, so I can say birth, happy birthday. There's a lot of people I don't even know, so I don't say happy birthday to them. Just people that I know are friends. I have a lot of friends. I don't even know who they are. Okay, but... <laughs> but they have this new thing now on the birthdays where you can just click on it where it says, Happy Birthday, and there's balloons, or Happy Birthday, Steve, and a couple of f- balloons. You just click on it. You don't have to type. That's, that's, that's actually lazy. Oh. If you don't have the time to type in Happy Birthday, like Scuba Lineman, my good friend. <laughs> what? Scuba Lineman. Sco- okay. Hold on. First name is Scuba. Scuba. Scuba, and the last name is what? Lineman. Lineman. He's a... Uh, Scuba Lineman. Who wants a, that text name? He's a flight attendant for American Airlines, I think. Maybe TWA. Okay. Um, Full name and occupation. Yes, but I typed in, happy birthday, Scuba, or I'll type in, happy birthday, buddy, or I'll type in, happy birthday, kiddo. I don't just click the thing, happy birthday, with balloons. You, you put no effort into it whatsoever. I have to, I have to say this, because it was talked about last segment. You did just previously, and I mean... 10 to 15 minutes ago say that you would not put your grandmother's name into Ancestry.com. Let them do work. (laughs) They want me to do their work for them. This has nothing to do with doing work for them. It's just, you know, put a little effort into it. Hey, he typed out the whole thing. He didn't just click the button and say, happy birthday with balloons. That's that's lazy. That's an odd thing to be upset by. Well, I'm not upset. I'm just saying, I'm just giving people, if I I see a happy birthday when, when it's my birthday and I see the one... Happy birthday, Ken, with balloons. There's no effort. You put, you just hit a little button there. You so will you chastise those come No, I won't chastise them. No, you can do what you want. I don't even look at them, actually, but people will do that. And I just, and, and first of all, if you call me Ken, you don't really know me very well. So you're upset by that now, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. I have like 5,000 friends, and I probably know 200 of them. I just accept everybody because, you know, I don't want to piss anybody off. Maybe they listen to the show and, oh, what a... Laney Spicer called you Kenny when she chastised you. This guy, well, she sure. doesn't really know me that well. <laughs> um, but if if I don't accept them, oh, this guy's prima donna just because he's a radio show, can't accept my firm request, I don't, I don't take the chance. I just say yes to everybody. So that's why I have almost 5,000 friends. I know like 200 of them. So if you put on my Facebook page, happy birthday, Ken, uh, you're, really, you're, you're not really a friend. You think people might think we're prima donnas because we're on this radio show? Well, maybe that's why they're following me because they listen to the show. Otherwise, I don't know why you'd follow me. If I don't know you, why would you follow me? I don't know. Unless you're trying to get love advice. Catfish. But those are girls, not guys. Yeah. And if they have if they have a few, you know, friends in common, I'll accept them. Now, if a girl wants to, you know, be my friend, and we have one person in common as a friend, it's Larry Nickel. That's, that's, that's just a delete. <laughs> Which one? Yeah, that's a delete right red there. Red flag there. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, you know, put some thought into it. Just type in, "Hey, happy birthday, Iggy. Have a good day. Happy birthday." Not. Happy birthday, Ken, or happy birthday with balloons. You don't even you don't even type. You just clicked. Uh, a lot of people have been requesting the scuba when I'm in uh, text name, as you can imagine, but the 636 got it. They were the first to do I got to go by who goes first. Sure. It's a first come, first uh, I think it should serve. be. Scuba listens yeah. to the show. So, he's so I apologize me. to anybody who's like, uh, was like, oh, I said it for now. The 636 number got it first, mm-hmm. so they are now scuba women. Uh, it I also, rolls off the tongue nicely, doesn't it? Uh, TWA hasn't been a thing for like 20 years. <laughs> no one, I mean, no one asks for or needs advice from the petty raisin man. This guy is absolutely clueless. That's from the Concord Cock. 
TWA isn't around anymore? <laughs> no, it isn't. What, been. they fold up last year? Carl Icahn sold it off. I don't know. Ken, the American Airlines, ago? I guess. Ken, Scuba One of them works for TWA? Oh, okay, got it. Please take a lap, for Christ's sake. That's Mr. 63011. I don't pay attention. I fly Southwest or I fly Allegiant usually, so... Um, it was a big hit for St. Louis to lose TWA as a hub. I Carl think, Icahn came in and bought it and sold it off. I think he flies for uh, American Airlines, actually. Okay, I don't know if you want an upgrade. There we go. Nice little offer for you. Uh, Doug, uh, Big Tuft is in the text inbox asking, uh, well, for in, this is in between like five texts saying, all right, guys, I'm out. I'll see you on Monday when Timmy's back. Jesus, okay. which is always appreciated. It's really, it's funnier every time I see it. So thank you. Uh, but he did bring up a great point, and I'm not trying to chastise him. But uh, hey, Jackson, you got to talk about Demos comments on Twitter about spags. Matter of fact, I am. Because uh, yesterday, Doug, Kevin Demoff, you uh, know him as a very upstanding gentleman. Always spoke the truth when he came to the... I don't feel he did. St. Louis Rams. Um, he tweeted yesterday uh, in response to Tyreek Hill. You know him as at Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't Spags get any interviews? Uh, Demoff quote tweeted that saying, it is well past time to see Spags get another head coaching opportunity. The team and organization he inherited in St. Louis was a mess. Nobody could have had success, yet he changed the culture slash staff and players believed. An amazing human deserving of a real shot we couldn't give him. He then quote tweeted that even further. He said to help expand why. He said he did it by Rome. He did one. He bullet pointed it, which I know you love. Uh, one was hired in January of 2009. And the team was put up for sale in spring of 2009. He inherited a team that went three and 13 in 2007 and two and 14 in 2008. Inherited salary cap mess and final salary cap year of CBA with restrictive rules and aging roster. Was outperform- we outperformed expectations in 2010 only to have a lockout in 2011 and have no offseason to build upon that excess. Hired a terrific OC in Josh McDaniels in 2011 who didn't meet players or install offense until training camp. That hampered Sam Bradford tremendously. Josh McDaniels gone on to an illustrious career so much so that the Raiders players were dancing in the locker room yeah. after he was fired. He's another coordinator. He's not a head coach. Right. Uh, new ownership was approved in 20, August 28. 20- 20, he continues. How does that affect anything? The ownership. New ownership was approved in 20, August 2010 and final weeks of preseason and had a lockout preventing improvements in 11. Injuries plagued team in 11 and 23 players from that team never played another down in the NFL. Maybe he just deserves a real shot. No. No. He's where he should be. He's, by all accounts, he's an excellent defensive coordinator. He's helped teams win Super Bowls. By all accounts, he was one of the worst head coaches in league history. He's where he should be right now. I just think it's rich that Kevin Demoff is of the one, people, uh, the one who advice. you know they yeah. you know took over and started working while he was you know working with the team. Is right. saying that all this stuff of how you know Spags was it was all against him. You mm-hmm. know, it was all working against him. The guy who orchestrated a team that was trying to lose, trying not to play well. Well, he's you giving, fired him. He's giving advice. You fired him, Spag or Demoff. He I said, guess. "You don't uh, think he's that great of a coach." So someone, I guess, tweeted out, and the tweet has been deleted, so it's kind of tough for me to kind of have a reference point here. But he said, I was hired after Spags was hired, and our owner became the controlling owner 20 months after he, meaning Spags, was hired. Uh, so isn't, this isn't the own you think it is. Again, the tweet, the original tweet was deleted. He inherited an awful situation and did the best he could to make it better. We became a better organization with him as our head coach. No, that's not right. They became more. They got uh, lots worse. I, I just don't know how you could say they became a better organization with him as our head coach. That is, is, is pure nonsense. They had, they had years of 2-14 and 14 and 1-15. and 15. That's not getting better. Right, and it's not like, you know, I get what he's saying with the lockout, but they drafted Sam Bradford, number one overall pick, well, and a quarterback. everyone wanted Sam Bradford. Yeah. 
that was. No, I'm not saying. No, I'm saying that too. Like that's not like they had no quarterback. Yeah. They had the number one overall pick. You they know? had the NFL or NFC offensive, uh, offensive rookie of the year. Right. Yeah. Right. And obviously injuries are going to plague that. That's tough. And you know the point about the injuries. Every team goes through injury. There's not. Mm-hmm. There's a reason Spags has been so successful as defensive coordinator, but has not gotten offense uh, a head coaching role. And if you like, you know, maybe like I don't know. Demoff is such a gets me going, Doug. Weasel. He's a weasel. Oh, texting your thoughts on it, Jeff Lobman, text inbox. Uh, I saw that yesterday. I thought Matt Rocky had a really good tweet about it. the original tweet. The original tweet that uh, that Demoff was responding to when he said, that's not the own you think it is, is so you hired him knowing he couldn't succeed because of you and your owner's actions and set him up to fail. This isn't the endorsement you think it is. And then Demoff responded, I was hired after Spags was hired and our owner became the controlling owner 20 months after he was hired. So this isn't the own you think it is. No. Okay. Yeah. I was, well, he's just trying to pump up a guy. Ah, uh, yes. He's trying to get a guy a chance. But. Sure. And I, I get that. Like, you can say he's a wonderful human and he deserves a chance, but to lay it out like that yeah. and that it was, it was, you know, anything but he was not a great coach to me is nonsense. Ah, right. uh, yes. If it wasn't for the lockout, the high profile free agents of Jarius Norwood and Mike Sims Walker would have mm-hmm. thrived under McDaniels. That's from Al in Dadeville. Other teams seem to do okay despite the lockout or despite injuries. Certainly. Yeah. It's... Inheriting bad situations. Uh, he, just, he just didn't have it as a head coach. He just didn't. And you could tell almost, you know, some head coaches just have a presence about them, have a, a leadership quality to them. And he, to me, he didn't appear to have it from the from the get-go. I mean, yeah, you were at practice and training camp all right. those years. You, you just kinda, yeah. And the news conferences, Ramil walked in and you just knew this was a leader. Yeah. This was a guy you'd run through a brick wall for. Mm-hmm. And Spagnolo had the image of, really, this guy's a head coach in the NFL? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. That, at least that's the impression I got. Right. So Chris Long tells a great story on his podcast, Green Life Podcast, and I think I've told it before on this presentation. But uh, he talks about when he when Long was drafted as pre Spagnolo, I think it was Linehan who drafted him. Um, he wore a number seventy two. He did not like that number. Leonard Little, of course, wore number ninety one, the number Long would later wear. And uh, when Leonard Little retired with the Rams. Yeah. Uh, Spagnola took over, and he and he Chris Long asked Spags, "Hey, can I take number ninety-one? It's my number in college. I'd like to have it." And he goes, uh, "No, because we are still hoping that Leonard Little comes back." So not only did he tell his starting defensive end, "No, you cannot have this new number," but we're actually hoping the guy is going to come back and save us because you're not good enough. And he, from there, said, uh, "From what I've heard from the Greenlight podcast with Chris Long." Long much preferred the coaching of Jeff Fisher yeah. to Spagnolo. I think they all do. I don't think he. I think he speaks highly of Spags as a defensive coordinator with the Chiefs. I do not believe he speaks very highly of him as a as a head coach. But I don't want to put words in uh, yeah. the legendary Chris Long's mouth. You could see how it's possible to be the organizational guy and get players in the right spot without having the uh, personal touch to be able to handle however many fifty three different players and egos and the media and the owner and the GM. You got to be able to do all that as a head coach, and if you don't have a personality that can finesse that, then you're going to have problems. And I, clearly, he didn't have it, or at least he was unprepared at the time. Certainly, yeah, there's no doubt about that. When was Jim Hazlitt here? Was that? Did he have a? Was he? I don't know the years, KG. <laughs> uh, but people liked him too. Yeah. Was he interim? I believe so. Okay. I think so. Did he go to New Orleans after that? No, he was at New Orleans before. before. Yeah. And had a lot of success down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Matt Rocky was very involved in this Twitter uh, thing with Kevin Demoff, as some of our texters have pointed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he responded originally, I hate this man so much, it makes my blood boil, an absolute cretin of a human. Mm. Um, he also said uh, he wants to blame the lockout, but look at this S. They didn't sign a single starter quality player after going 7-9 for some real effing buy-in. Spag struggled because you, meaning Demoff, and the people you hired sucked at building a football team, but were great at moving one. Mm. Hard to argue with that. Totally. Totally. So uh, shout out to Matt Rocket doing the Lord's work, as he often does. And uh, Between trombone or uh, tuba practices. Probably. Right, right. He well, probably play the trombone as well. Wetting his beak a little bit with the cameo yeah. stuff. Not sending out the Chris Santilli book. He seems to get all the cameo money now. I do play the cello. Yeah. <laughs> you still doing cameos, Iggy? You busy I did one yesterday. Over there? I did one yesterday. Okay. I think I did two on Monday. Uh, one yesterday, I got a, I, it was the weirdest request ever uh, from a guy that said, my wife wants to hear about your 500. <laughs> okay. Ew. Yeah, I don't. Mm. And Rocchio gets all that money now. Yeah, he can take it all. Well, he's done yeah, quite I put well out there. That. I put out that I have a. It's not too late for Valentine's Day. I can get it done in 24 hours. And then I got a request. I said, "Oh, it's probably 24 hours because that's more money mm-hmm. for me." And it was. It was a four-day one. You got four days to do it. And it's just my wife wants to hear about your 500. Oh. But I heard Rocky was talking with Jeff Lottman about property in Frontenac. Now. That's right, Doug. Jeff Lottman presents you with the text inbox. He can also help you buy and sell a home. Doug, Jeff Lottman, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. KG, can I hear about Jeff Lottman? If you are in the market to buy a home, if you are in the market to sell your home, I would like to recommend our text inbox sponsor on TMA, Jeff Lottman, online at J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's Jeff Lottman with Compass Realty, and he made the switch to Compass Realty because it's the number one luxury real estate broker in St. Louis, and he is all about the luxury experience. Luxury is not about a price point. It's about an experience, about what he can provide, and he has been selling real estate in St. Louis and helping buyers in St. Louis for 22 years, half a billion dollars worth of sales. So, You start to think about spring, you start to think about the time to put your house up for sale, or you're looking to buy a home, get the person who knows the market, Jeff Lottman, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's Jeff Lottman online at jefflottman.com, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com, Jeff Lottman with Compass Realty. Let me ask you guys this before we go to uh, a break because we have um, Jeremy Rutherford. Jeremy Rutherford presented to you by Mark Hanna. With Mark Hanna. Hopefully he's here. He is. Oh, good. Um, we did this in grade school. Now, obviously, me and Doug are older than KG and uh, Jackson, so you probably didn't do this. But when I was in grade school at St. Mary Magdalene, on Valentine's Day, we would have a little basket that we'd put in the front of our desk. Mm-hmm. A box, a shoebox. No, ours was like a little basket. And all the kids, and each each individual had one on their desk. Mm-hmm. And people would walk around and put cards. We did that. Mm-hmm. Right, for every student. We did that. And there was always one kid that got like one card. Nobody gave him a card. And I felt so bad for him. I said, God, I mean, he got the card from me. I'm the only one who gave him a card. Of Nobody course. gave him a card. Yeah. Of course, you know, you're and, the hero of this, aren't yeah, you? <laughs> mine, well, mine's full. And, of course. Of course, yours <laughs> is absolutely full with all the students. Right. But right. you were the only one to give another student a right. card. Yeah, because he never got one. I got one for everybody. Yeah, sure you did. My mom made me get one for every kid. And I was, nobody put one in this thing. 
And I'm thinking, that's kind of a stupid ritual to have. Because now this kid probably went home and said, God, I got one card, Mom, nobody likes me. That's kind of terrible. Well, the teacher should tell the students a card for everyone. Yeah, you should have. They just said, just bring a card in for wherever you want to bring a card in for them, put it in the basket, and just nobody bring a card in for the kid. Pretty sure we just, we like make them in class for every single person, mm-hmm. and then they would have like, you know, the little uh, Valentine's candies. Oh, yeah. Be mine. Right. <laughs> message on it. Love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, some people throw those in mine too with the little candies. Um, but the teacher never said that. And we didn't, we'd make them up the night before. We didn't just do them right there. We went home and made them. But you saved the day. Well, yeah, I mean, I gave one to everyone. Mm-hmm. He's going to get one. He's you were the only one in class who gave one to everyone. Yeah, that's the one card he got was me. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess they thought uh, girls, if they put it in there, they might think he wants to be a boyfriend. And if guys put it in, they might think they're gay. Did that kid grow up to be Scuba Lineman? <laughs> it was the guy who was killing the bunnies and turtles. It might have been Jimmy Carter. Well, yeah, what if it was a guy who was peanut killing, farmer? If he was killing the guy who was killing the turtles and the bunnies, maybe that's why no one else liked it. Yeah, this guy's wild. You pointed at KG like he texted in Jimmy Carter. Yeah, peanut farmer. We both oh. said peanut farmer. No, yeah. he uh, he's the guy that punched me in the nuts. <laughs> Jimmy Carter punched you in the nuts. Well, he would do this thing. He'd, he'd do this thing where he'd walk around the class and you know the Beverly Hillbillies. He'd say, What's Beverly Hillbillies? What's Jed's last name? Clamp it. And he just take his finger and grab your balls and say, "Clamp it." See, that's assault. He clamp your nuts. And I still gave him a card. Maybe that's why nobody gave him a card. He's clamping everybody's nuts. It sounds like you went like you grew up with just future inmates. Right. Uh, they're killing turtles. They're grabbing bow, nuts. Bowery boys. He became, yeah. he became president. Street toughs. <laughs> he became president. Yeah, peanut farmer. All right. So we got Jeremy Rutherford on the other side of the break. That's presented to you by Mark Hanna, who's going to be in studio with us, as we always enjoy seeing him and his lovely hair and beard. Not to mention his financial wisdom. You can send in your two-part questions to the Jeff Lobman text inbox three one four eight eight one. TMA 5 JR on the heels of the Blues loss to the Maple Leafs last night. We got plenty to talk with him about. You can text in your two part questions and bring the heat with Jeremy Rutherford on the other side of the break. You are listening to the morning after, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.